0: it's great having strong personal relationships at work but not so great when people take advantage of them so what do we do when work friendships turn into well just work
1: maintaining a work-life balance keeps getting harder but it doesn't have to This is The Big Balance, a podcast for anyone struggling to
0: stay ahead or even just keep up with work, life, and everything in between. Join us each week for practical advice you can actually apply to get a little sanity back in your day. So thanks for joining us again this week, and even though a week has passed for you listening to us, Feels like only yesterday, John and I were talking about last week's episode. And by just yesterday, I mean an hour ago, because, John, we're recording our second one in a row. We are gluttons for punishment. Going on a bender. Episode bender. It's great. There's a good reason for that, and we're going to get into that towards the end of today's show. But first and foremost, it's going to be an interesting episode today because we're going to talk about a question posed to us by
1: a listener and isn't that a little bit of fun how long have we been uh saying please send us messages and stuff and we finally had somebody reach out so life advice with brian and john if you yourself have question comment i'd love to hear from
0: you reach out to us on twitter the big balance send us an email to bigbalancepodcast at gmail.com or leave us a text or voicemail at 484 273 0223 and bonus points if you say we can actually play your message live on the show because I think that would be pretty cool too
1: yeah, this listener, uh, I guess it was it wasn't asked for specifically, right? But it was implied for anonymity, right?
0: I don't know, but we should probably check that going forward. I'm gonna assume so for the sake of me not doing the proper research. Yes, err you know, on okay. the side
1: of caution. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I don't even know if am I am I doing like a topic intro for this? You know, you know what? This is the topic intro right now. Yeah. Have we gotten meta enough with this with me saying, you know what? We're doing it. This is it. (laughs) We're
0: doing it. All right. So I'm going to, the question is the topic. So musical question. Here we go. What do you do when you've worked hard to build a personal relationship at work only to have the people you thought you had rapport with take advantage? Those are the Cliff's Notes version of one listener's situation, who had this to say I get along with my boss, pretty casual at work, and we've done a few happy hours that I'd say are outside of just working together. But he asks more from me than other people. I work later, and I get assigned more. It feels awkward, so how would you bring it up? And that's the rub, isn't it? You don't want to be taken advantage of, but you also don't want to jeopardize a friendship especially with someone who can make your life worse for it. I have some ideas that I think could help us ease into clearly drawing a line between personal and professional relationships. Let me first talk about me, because why wouldn't I talk about me? I personally, I think I just suck at forming relationships past the age of like 25. So this kind of question is a tough issue for me because in my mind, at least, relationships are really hard to build, especially as you get older, but they're really easy to, I don't know if I'd use the word destroy, but it's one of those situations where if you mess it up, it's like you can't unring that bell.
1: Yeah. And I guess I would say, I i don't know if I struggle as much as making relationships or forming relationships as much as it's the maintaining them part. I kind of view myself as more of a social chameleon. I have a lot of interest. I have a lot of different aspects to my personality. I can be very bro-like one second, and then next thing you know, we're having a a heated discussion on something that's philosophical in nature. So I don't know if I, I relate as much to the forming relationships as much as it's the maintaining them.
0: I think for me, the average relationship I have with somebody is maybe
1: four years. That's I want to I mean, say. Yeah, no. I think in our adult lives, that's actually pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. I, it, it, my issue is, a lot and I've, I
0: know I've said this before. A lot of the friends I have, I made working with them, and that's a little bit sad for me. But that's 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 kind of thing. But that's the reason that this is a big topic for me is because. If a lot of my friendships come from the office, well, if somebody's going to try to take advantage of that friendship, it's kind of a bigger deal because that's kind of my friend base. So it's it's weird for me, right?
1: Well, to go down that pity party with you a little bit, where else would you make friends, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. where Anybody over the age of 30, please tell me.
0: like, Where are you going to just like me? It, here's the thing. All right. Because <laughs> people are like, oh, just go out and talk to people. I look at that like, I'm just going to go to somebody at the library or in the line at Subway and go, hey, what's up? That's just weird. Like, wh- what would you do if somebody just randomly walked up to you and was like, hey, what's up? Do you want to eat
1: pickled onions and sleep on oh, my cot? <laughs> so you would actually take them up on it. And that's what you would do. Okay. Yeah, of course. If somebody asked me that, that's it sounds like a great Ugh. time. I still can't <laughs> believe you <laughs> did that. You're right, though. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Go go to a library and say, "Hey, what you reading?" You know, I think oh, there's yeah, a, that's what I mean. There's an implied thing there for me though that it's it's within your normal activities. So your daughter's gonna be getting to the age to where she's probably gonna start doing social activities with other children, like whether it be sports or martial arts or some type of club or something like that. So forced interaction with other kids' parents, dude. I think that's it. Yeah. We're, we're all together
0: because we have to be here. I think so. Uh. Oh, yeah. That's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. That's the issue for me. That's why I like the question and why it'll be an interesting topic of conversation. Now, anecdotally, I don't know that I've ever had somebody try to leverage my relationship with them to take advantage of me, or at least if they did, they were skillful enough that I didn't notice it. I will say that, of my own choice, I, I will work longer or
1: try harder for a boss uh, or a project lead that I'm friendly with. Oh, absolutely. We've had the discussion before. You get more bees with honey, but do you really? <laughs> I'm all about the callbacks today, by the way. Yeah, you really are. It's like three and we're at seven minutes. Yeah, and it, it's just very efficient today. <laughs> but, no, I absolutely agree, and I, and I think to to the question at hand – I don't know if I've ever had somebody take advantage in a work capacity. I will say though, and you probably have noticed this when friends or loved ones have been something to the effect of, "Well, do it cuz you love me," you know, like nobody actually says that anymore, but as like as a child. As they it, tickle
0: the nape of your neck. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Now you're doing callbacks. Yeah. That's my callback. <laughs> but the idea being it's like, "Oh, come on, you know, really appreciate it. You know how much it means to me." Like Hugging on the heartstrings is kind of the equivalent, I would say, in our personal lives. So to have that happen in the office would be Yeah, it would be a bit suspect. I
0: think generally it's good to know how not to get taken advantage of in the office. It's not just personal relationships or office friendships that this happens. Any coworker, any boss can try to take advantage of you and will if you let them. But I think it's a little different when we're worried that we're gonna be the one to I guess, break a personal relationship too. Yeah,
1: you have to be able to separate the it's just business side of it, right, versus the personal aspect of it. Yeah, and I yeah, just and that, have- that's
0: actually a good rule to go by. It is just business. You hear it all the time, and I think that applies.
1: And I just want to say, we're really making the listener uh, earn the response to their question, you know, because y- you got to you got to listen to the full episode to get the full. Uh, oh, the full God, were those here. people we're like, dragging this out? I didn't think about that. I'm
0: still doing it right now. OK, <laughs> fair enough. All right. So let's let's get into the answer to the question. So first thing is. If you're worried about hurting a personal relationship you have by pushing back, well, I'm gonna go ahead and say, let's do that. Let's put the ball in their court. If they're using a personal relationship to get more from us, try doing the same. Make them draw a line by saying no under the context of this is a work relationship. As an example, if it's your boss who's trying to uh, get you to work more hours because you're friends, say, hey boss, i got to leave a couple hours early for the next few days. And because we're friends, that shouldn't be a problem. Or, hey, can I catch a break on this or that deadline because, man, you, you know the stuff i got going on in my life because we're friends. If it's easy for them to say no and push back because you've got to do your job, then I guess you never really had the relationship you thought you did. So now you can push back under the it's just business guys without feeling guilty.
1: And I think part of it, there's probably, if they're calling out specifically saying, can you do this because we're friends? I think that's a slippery slope. And I would advise anybody who would try to say something like that to a coworker or a subordinate, don't. (laughs) Because it just doesn't feel right to me. It's like, come on, because we're friends. I think you can reframe that and say a little bit more. I'd be like, I really need your help on this one. Can you do me a solid? I think that's a completely different conversation than saying, hey, come on, because we're friends, do you mind doing this for me? And maybe I'm splitting hairs at this point. I probably am. But I think that I would be more inclined to be like, hey, I'm helping you out because we have this personal rapport and I know what's going on. So to flip your point about saying, you know, hey, can I scoot out early because we're friends? It probably won't be explicitly said like that, but If they're willing to do that, then, yeah, it's a give-take. But if they're not then, yeah, you need to draw the line and say it's just business. Yeah, and but
0: that's the beauty of putting the ball in their court first is that there's only one of two outcomes. One is they do draw a line, and now you don't have to feel guilty. Or to your point, they do go along with it. I, you They let me take off a few hours early, or they they give me some space on that deadline. So now it's really cementing this more flexible work environment. So either outcome, is it's a win-win. They want to test the waters with you, test them right back. Either way, you got a good answer.
1: And I'll be honest with you. I think if you're at that point to where they're asking you to to kind of work extra hours or do more work, it's probably already been to that point to where there's been that give and take. You feel guilty for not being able to help them out, I think is, is kind of what it sounds like a little bit. The question said it's starting to weigh on me a little bit. Well, it's probably because you're stressing yourself out, trying to maybe get somebody back or make sure that you're doing your part. And I think that another way that you need to think about it is take that pressure off yourself a little bit because you can't make everyone happy. And I think that's a whole like self-help, uh, <laughs> facet, right. Is you can't please everybody. So just remember
0: that. And that's, that's getting into the next point I wanted to make, which is, you know, now that we've kind of figured out whether they're just faking that personal relationship to take advantage Let's figure out what do we do to not get taken advantage of. And what you just said—that's a great point. It's a mindset perspective that you need to kind of evaluate where you're at in terms of what you're bringing to the table, right? And not feel guilty about it. So I think that's a good starting point.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you need to shift your your thinking a little bit because <laughs> it's not your responsibility to to to, to do the the work or, or whatever. I I think there's a lot of nuance and intricacies to this particular situation that we're not going to be able to handle in a, you know, a 30 minute podcast. And, you know, if you you want us to go into a deeper dive with you, sure. I guess maybe Brian, you and I should start the independent consultants and workplace consultants, right? (laughs) right? Because is there money to be made Uh here? (laughs) Well, let me counter your
0: nuance and intricacy with a stupidly simple response that I think is necessary how about that do it yeah simplest way to handle this also probably the hardest way to handle this is being comfortable saying no right is that fair don't apologize don't come up with excuses just people ask you for more than you can handle just no right and the more you do it the easier
1: it gets but it is hard to begin with yeah. Just say no. Yeah. It, this, this ain't Nancy Reagan. This is the big balance. Just say no. Yeah. It's one of those
0: things where if people are constantly asking you for things and you don't say no, then you're setting up the expectation that you're always going to be there to take on more, do more with less, get things done faster. And it's you're just going to burn out that way. So the ultimate outcome is you're going to fail eventually and you're not going to be able to fulfill that need, that want anyway. So why not just start saying no now so it's at least not going to mess with your mind uh, until you crash and burn three months later?
1: Yeah, think of it as a self-preservation effort. uh, Exactly. Because you're not going to be able to... get everything done, and you're not going to be able to make everyone happy. Yeah. So don't overcommit yourself. Now, the one
0: problem is when you say no, no is very reactive. In other words, you're if you're saying no, it's because somebody already is trying to push your boundaries. So I think a better idea than that, do get comfortable with saying no. But even before that, if we can set expectations in advance so people know we're not a doormat, That's a better idea, too. And I'll give you an example of that. So a lot of the work I do, and John, I think you as well, is project-based, right? So timelines and workloads are getting established at the beginning of a project. That's the ideal time to say, hey, I see that you're giving me two weeks to get this task done. No way that's happening. I'm going to need at least three or four because I got X, Y, and Z on my plate. Or I see that you're going to need essentially 10 hours a day to get things done. I'm giving you eight. Right? And if you're saying that at the beginning of the project, A, you're making sure that people aren't making plans around your being overextended, so it's not going to be a surprise for them later, but B, we're setting up the expectation that, look, I know my boundaries. I need you to know them too.
1: Uh, to be oddly specific and ultra hyper specific for our line of work, uh, that's what scoping calls are for. That's what yeah. you know, heat maps and resource allocation is all about. And there's a reason why you should do that up front. Yeah. <laughs> so those are our answers
0: to how do you deal with a boss who's taking a little bit uh, too many liberties with the friendship that you think you have maybe you do maybe you don't and again if anybody else has any other questions or comments for us feel free to reach out we'd love to hear it uh, again on twitter at the big balance send us an email big at gmail.com we're this wonderful voicemail system at 484-273-0223 leave us a message leave us a text Reach out to us any way you can, and we'll feature you on an episode of your very own. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to have a very short section afterwards to talk about a little bit of the state of the pod. So stay tuned for that exciting conversation. So as John and I mentioned last episode, last week, or a.k.a. about an hour and a half ago for us, uh, we both have a lot of life events coming on. I'm having my second child. John's having his first marriage, hopefully. I guess that was a that was a mean way to put it. John's having yeah, his right. marriage. Assuming Rachel's leaving you in a few years. That was If she's nice. smart, she will. <laughs> Either way... A lot of stuff going on for us, and that's going to mean two things for us. One, ideally, John and I are going to do more of these double shot days where we record in advance to try to set up a little bit of episode leeway, Uh, but the other two things it's going to mean, we're probably going to do a few more solo eps where you hear just John or just me because... Odds are we're not going to have the same availability schedule, at least for a few weeks, right?
1: Yeah, I can't imagine that you're going to have much, uh, much flexibility with your schedule aside from, uh, yeah, the baby woke me up again, so now I'm up at 3 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to and that. And I'm not going to get up at three in the morning to record with you. Sorry. No, no, completely
0: understandable. I don't. Th- I think Daisy would go insane on your end. <laughs> she she'd probably be up. nothing but barking in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that we are considering as well. So we're going to try to make uh, the double shots and the solos stretch as much as we can. But thinking also, we might be moving to a bi-weekly schedule as well so you might only hear from us every other week instead of every week and that that actually kind of pains me a little bit john because we've been doing weekly for almost a year now
1: we are we are closing in on our one year anniversary of our first episode so serendipity as far as timing wise here yeah maybe we try to we try to like stretch all the way to the one year mark doing weekly
0: kind of reinvent ourselves from there and go by i don't know we'll see what happens
1: i'm sure it seems like a nice neat uh (laughs) deadline that would be it'd
0: be nice and neat that's why i like it yeah but that's that's the big news for us so uh first and foremost we appreciate everybody being here with us and listening to the show hopefully the uh next few weeks of transition will be smooth for everybody i hope the show keeps going the way everybody likes it that's listening but uh yeah that's it for me john anything else for you in terms of state
1: of the pod no, just uh, best of luck and congrats to you for baby number two. and uh, Congrats to you as well for the wedding. Thank you. Be sure to uh, try to keep your wits about you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you, you too again. Don't lock the knees. Yeah, right.
0: Thanks for listening to the Big Balance Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and drop us a comment while you're there. Until next time.
1: Do you want to eat pickled onions and sleep on my cot?